It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on the Washington football team with the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison, Washington football team lead writer for SI.com's Fan Nation. My co-host Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Met her show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern is off for this crossover Thursday episode. But on Twitter, you can find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82 and find the show at Pod. This show, like every other show on the Lockdown Podcast Network, free and available on all platforms. Guys, the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast relaunches on September 20th with brand new hosts. Eric Crocker brings the player scouting. Ryan Tracy brings the analytics. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about some injury reports, some news, and then we're going to get into my crossover interview with Locked On New York Giants podcast host, Patricia Trena. And then finally, we're going to wrap up this episode with some predictions, some score predictions. Chris is not here, but he did send me his predictions and his thoughts coming into the game Thursday night. This episode dropping an hour prior to kickoff, a little bit more than an hour prior to kickoff. Give you guys 24 full hours to take in this episode and share your thoughts with us if you want to. Real quick admin note, guys, if you send us a voicemail about pregame, this is our final episode before the game, so that voicemail will not be aired. So by all means, if you want to email us your thoughts or if you want to just kind of share them with us on Twitter, that's fine by all means. And then after the game, if you have thoughts, takes, responses to what you see on the field here in week two with the Washington football team by all means hit that voicemail line I'll drop the number at the end of this episode as always and we want to hear from all of you guys as much as possible but first guys let's start with some news today as the final injury reports for this Thursday night game came out on Wednesday and as expected running back Antonio Gibson a full participant on Wednesday after being a full participant on Tuesday was limited on Monday due to a shoulder injury but Antonio Gibson good to go not even questionable not doubtful full go for tonight against the New York Giants. Ryan Fitzpatrick, again, listed on the report just because he was active on the roster this week, so he has to be. Obviously didn't practice. Obviously he's out as he is on the injured reserve. Three New York Giants listed as out for Thursday night's game, week two matchup. Linebacker Cam Brown out for the game. Tight end Evan Ingram out for the game. Guard Shane Lemieux out for the game. Saquon Barkley, limited participant all week long with a knee injury. Questionable for tonight against Washington football team. Obviously, look, Saquon Barkley, I get that he's been dealing with injury issues, but Saquon Barkley, even at 60%, 70% better than a lot of running backs out there in the NFL, was on kind of a pitch count in week one. Expect him to be on a pitch count in week two here, even if he does play, potentially not playing at all. Questionable leans on the side of playing, however. Doubtful leans on the side of not playing. Questionable is basically right below cleared to play. So, I mean, I do expect Saquon Barkley to be active for this game. How active? is a whole other story. So that those are your final injury reports for this week two Thursday night matchup between your Washington football team and the New York football Giants. Second home game for the Washington football team, uh, second, second or a row home game, and then, of course, the divisional opener here. So a very big win. Again, last year, 11 teams started 0-2. 
in the National Football League. None of them made the playoffs. So, uh, so a must win, if you want to call it that, this early in the season. Definitely a must win when you add in the stakes of having two home games back-to-back. You can't go 0-2, dropping two home games to start the season and expect to be a division champion, expect to be a playoff team. Stranger things have happened, but you can't go forward expecting it. Speaking of expecting things and speaking of standings, uh, power rankings. A Locked On Podcast Network uh, has been doing power rankings. We, we're going to start them this season. Obviously, there's only been one week, but we come out with our week two NFL power rankings. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs both winning their week one matchups, both staying top two. The Buccaneers won, the Chiefs number two, just like they were to start the season. The Rams, Seahawks, and Buffalo Bills round out the top five with the Bills being that fifth place team. Now, there's been some social media reaction about this because the Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Buffalo Bills and they did move up the Steelers from 12 to 8 after getting that win against the Bills, but still behind the Bills uh, in large part because the Bills honestly started off at number three, so they dropped two spots, not getting a huge penalty, losing to a team in the Steelers that a lot of people do expect to be a playoff competitor. They did fall, but the Steelers were 12th to start the season. They rise four spots, which is a pretty good rise after one week. But again, they still land behind the Bills because of basically the differences in where they started. Looking at the Washington football team, again, this is the Locked On Podcast Network NFL Power Rankings. Uh, Washington football team falls from 16th, where they started week one, uh, to 19th following their loss to the Los Angeles Chargers. Those Los Angeles Chargers move nowhere. They stay at 11, even though they beat the Washington football team. So I don't know, take that as... A little bit of a compliment, I guess. You know what I mean? It's it's not such an impressive win to beat the Washington football team that you move up a bunch. But it's also, it's not like you won and you fell down. Some other teams did that. But looking at the rest of the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys move up from 19 to 14 despite losing in week one to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So again, getting some credit for the fact that they lost to the defending Super Bowl champions. And it took uh, a last second field goal, a, a last drive win for the Buccaneers there. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, one of two teams to lose and yet rise up the power ranking charts of Cleveland Browns, the other ones who went from eighth to seventh, so a one-spot increase uh, despite their late collapse and loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Philadelphia Eagles with that convincing win over the Atlanta Falcons move from 27 to 21. The New York Giants with their loss to the Denver Broncos fall from 24 to 27. The Miami Dolphins and the Indianapolis Colts both won, yet still fell in the locked-on NFL power rankings. The bottom five of the NFL power rankings here for week two rounded out with the Texans, Falcons, Jets, Lions, and Jacksonville Jaguars in that order. Speaking of orders, guys, when you're working on your vehicle, you want to save some money. And the best way to save some money is to order your parts, whatever you're looking for, through our friends over at rockauto.com. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more at a chain store or a dealership just to buy the parts they happen to be contracted to sell you when you go to rockauto.com search their entire catalog and find the part that's right for you for the job you're doing the way you want it and at a reasonable price because rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck right locked on there how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, guys, Locked On Thursday here. Crossover Thursday here at the Locked On Podcast Network. David Harrison and Patricia Trena. Of course, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at dharrison82. Patricia is at Patricia underscore Trena covering the Giants. I cover the Washington football team. Week two's Thursday night matchup, a battle of 0-1 NFC East teams. Patricia, uh, first question I got to ask you right off the bat. Neither of us are, are going to be happy. Neither of our fan bases are going to be happy with how week one went for both teams. Uh, but what is your overall assessment of the New York Giants coming out of a week one loss? Well, you know what, David? We were warned, sort of, by head coach Joe Judge that this might be an extension of the preseason. You know, the Giants offense was missing a lot of players, you know, Saquon Barkley, Kyle Rudolph, Kenny Galladay. So that offense really didn't have a, ton, have a chance to gel. The defense, I, I have no idea what happened with the defense. I mean, that was probably the biggest surprise coming out of week one, how they just weren't able to, to you know, nail down the middle of the field. You know, now I wonder if perhaps Adoree Jackson's ankle, which he turned during the final week of the preseason, was still a factor in the amount of man coverage they were able to play versus the amount of zone coverage they had to play. But just really kind of disappointing because she would have liked to have seen the giants be a little sharper, mm -hmm. but that said, you know, again, we were sort of warned that it, it might be an extension of the preseason until things finally gelled and clicked. And the good news, if you're a giants fan is that the giants have won the last, I believe five games in a row against Washington in the last six out of seven. Yeah. So um, that's a positive. If you yeah. want to look for something to, to be excited about, if you're a giants fan. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's definitely something to lean on because uh, the numbers on the other side of this equation are not good. Last year, 11 teams started 0-2 in the NFL season. None of them made the playoffs. And I know the New York Giants are are staring down the barrel of what I think eight out of the last nine seasons starting 0-2 if they drop this one. So so definitely not something they're looking uh, to do. And you talk about that offense, and obviously we want to talk about Saquon a little bit with that knee and, and check in on how that's kind of going. You know, we're a little bit early in the game week, even though it's a Thursday game, so we don't have a lot of finality uh, to what's going to be happening. But uh, Jason Garrett mentioned creativity, and I, and as soon as I read that quote, I, I kind of laughed to myself because that's exactly something that Chris and I have been talking about on our show with the defense, uh, specifically the very first drive against the Los Angeles Chargers. A lot of straight up four three you know defensive schemes, not a lot of stunts, not a lot of twists, not a lot of creativity. Uh, and the Los Angeles Chargers get, uh, gashed them, drove right down the field, and Austin Eckler uh, put the ball into the end zone uh, to kick off the scoring and ultimately what would be a Chargers win. So. Jason mentioned getting more creative or Joe judge mentioned getting more creative. And I know Jason was criticized for a lack of creativity in the media by some, do you expect more creativity or do you think that uh, kind of that extension of the preseason thing is still going to kind of loom there and maybe we won't see as much creativity because it is only week two. I'd like to think there's going to be more creativity. I mean, I was yeah. amongst those that was really coming down hard on Jason. I mean, I thought he called an awful game mm -hmm. on, on a Sunday. I mean, it was conservative no creativity. I mean, certain things you were able to predict mm. and, you know, just mix some stuff up. So yeah. Is it possible that he was 
on the conservative side because he was getting all these guys back and he hadn't had a chance to see what they can all do. I guess you can make that argument, but you know what? When they say, well, we've got to find out what these guys can do. I'm sorry, but isn't there film on Kenny Galladay? Isn't there film on Kyle Rudolph? Doesn't that film give you some idea what these guys can do potentially in your offense? And if you're really worth your weight in gold, wouldn't you, you know, say, okay, I saw him do this in, in the Vikings offense, Kyle Rudolph do this in the Vikings offense. Maybe if I tweak it a little bit for our offensive system, we can get him to do that. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just don't buy this whole, oh, we got to find out what these guys can do. You've got film on them. You know, it's, it's, it's different if they're a rookie from college and they've never played in the NFL, but these guys, you know, most of these guys, they've got film on. So I don't want to hear that. Oh, we've got to figure this out. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's kind of the decisions that are being made in preseason. I mean, uh, it's hard. I was talking to a Washington football team fan saying, you know, is this just kind of a, a representation of little playtime in the preseason? I said, listen, you can't, uh, you can't choose preservation over preparation is how I like to word it in the preseason, but then also blame a lack of preparation when you get into the regular season and you don't execute well. And and unfortunately, a lot of coaching staffs fall into that trap, and it seems like uh, the Giants are one of them. And speaking of perhaps a little bit of a, of a trap here, Saquon Barkley, I mean, he's coming off an ACL injury, uh, obviously, but um, I don't think anybody would have predicted Saquon just getting 10 touches and then 26 yards, and and we know he's coming off the injury. Is that just a representation of them trying to ease him back into the workload, trying not to push their star too fast and potentially lose him again? And then uh, kind of the same theme, right? Are we going to see the same thing in week two? Everybody knows week 18 teams are different than week one and week two teams, but week two usually not that far off uh, from week one. So what do you expect from Saquon? Because that Washington defense, the run defense, did look vulnerable against Austin Eckler. Yeah, you know, it's interesting watching Saquon in that game, you know, he got, he only had the 10 touches, three pass targets, caught one of the three, but he played about 30 snaps. I think it was 29 snaps actually, which is about what I thought he would play. And I was interested to see what they asked him to do on the snaps he got, you know, not so much how many touches he was going to get, but what did they ask him to do? And I didn't see anything that they didn't ask him to do. He was pass blocking. He was acting as a decoy. He was, you know, he did, he had a beautiful jump cut. I mean, he was doing everything he did pre-injury and didn't look any worse to, at least to my untrained eye. I mean, I haven't finished my medical degree yet, so I don't know what to look for in that regard, but to my untrained eye, he looked fine. So I just wonder if, you know, the Giants running game wasn't very good. It wasn't very good last week across the board. Um, when your quarterback is your leading rusher, that's a problem. Yes. And Daniel Jones was the leading rusher for the Giants. And, you know, I saw up front the offensive line and the Giants offensive line, you know, everybody will say, oh, they, the pass protection was, was a lot better, which it was. The run blocking, not so much so. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Denver, I know Denver had the worst or one of the worst run defenses last year in the NFL, but I'll tell you what, they weren't giving up anything up the gut. And, you know, on the edges, they've got those fast, you know, Von Miller is speedy. They've got, they've got speed on the edges. And that's what worries me about Washington is you guys got a lot of speed on that defense and, you know, and you're stout up the middle. So do I think the Giants are in for another struggle against uh, Washington this week with the run game? Yeah, I do. And and I, as far as, you know, what the expectations are for Saquon, I do think he's going to see a slight bump in his, in his, uh, his 
offensive snaps. Remember, the Giants only ran about, I think, 60 or 66, something like that. It was a low number of offensive reps. So I think he he ended up with 48% of the snaps, whatever that total was. Um, So take that into consideration. But yeah, I do think we'll see a little bit more of Saquon this week. Okay. And then obviously, I mean, coming into this season, uh, the, the conversation was this is this is the year Daniel Jones is either going to show he can lead this franchise or he's going to show that they need to look elsewhere for a quarterback, whether it's the draft, whether it's who knows, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, who knows what could happen uh, in the next, tw- you know, 365 days in the uh, NFL world. But uh, another fumble. And, you know, and I remember vaguely, I think it was last year, there was a conversation about Daniel Jones either matching, coming close or even exceeding Jameis Winston's young quarterback turnover numbers. And that's not. Uh, a race you want to be in and especially not a race you want to win. Uh, but another turnover from Daniel Jones, especially the fumbles uh, going up against this defense who, again, the pass rush, not as electric as everybody expected it to be, but a lot of people looking at Jack Del Rio and expecting a little bit more aggression, maybe a little bit more creativity from his unit uh, in this week two matchup. Uh, again, a must win again, none of the 11 0 0 and two starting teams last year made the playoffs. And this is a team with division title aspirations. So you can't start 0 and two. How concerned are you about Daniel? I mean, again, it's, it's one week, right? So how concerned are you about him? I mean, you can't you can't call the, the story finished quite yet, but does it look like, did you see even a flash of maybe an improved Daniel Jones that could lead this Giants franchise into the future? You know, Daniel Jones, I really want to believe in the kid. I mm-hmm. think he works hard. He's a good kid. I think he has the intangibles to be a good quarterback. I really do. That said, I don't want to call him a coach killer, but these fumbles, yeah. and some of the decisions he makes just are enough to make you want to pull your hair out. Yeah. Case in point, you know, if you're going to run with the ball, all right, slide if you're the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And Joe Judge said something yesterday that kind of caught my ear. And he said, Daniel's a tough kid and he doesn't like to be treated, you know, with kid gloves. You want to be tough. You want to be the hero, win games. Yeah. Don't, don't you know, oh, I got to get this extra yard because it's there or I think I can get it. You know, Joe Judge spoke about how there's a you got to have it extra yard to gain versus knowing when to say when. Mm-hmm. Daniel hasn't figured that out yet, or maybe he doesn't want to. I don't know what the case is, but it's frustrating when you see him when he lose. And this was the second week in a row, you know, counting the preseason, the, the preseason finale that he lost the ball mm-hmm. deep in the opponent's territory. You are not going to win when you do that. And it just drives me crazy because he's a smart kid. And and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not disputing that, but for a smart kid, he sure does a lot of stupid things at the worst possible times. And, and that was a perfect example of, okay, you know, slide, live to see the next down, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what's Rome wasn't built in a day. And I just feel like sometimes when he takes off with the ball in his hands, he feels like he's got to get all the yards that are there to be had. And sometimes they're just not there like you think they are. Mm -hmm. So frustrating. Absolutely. You know, and then there's a couple of other things you see where he holds the ball too long. A couple of times, you know, when I was watching the film, I saw him bird dogging, locking onto a primary receiver. Um, These are all things he's got to straighten out. And this is year three. If he can't straighten this stuff out in the next few weeks, this team's going to have a huge problem on its hands. Yeah. And I think, I think another point of concern, I mean, just, and, and I always hate, you know, giving a guy like a really bad, you know, great or really bad evaluation, you know, when, when, when you're looking at teams that are kind of overdrafting. And I remember James Jones coming out of college and, 
and you know a lot of the, the decision making, the holding on to the ball, the locking on to targets, the fumbles, uh, especially especially the fumbles. Um, there were all concerns coming out of college, and, and that's why when the Giants were uh, being talked about targeting him uh, so high and, and everything, a lot of people were saying, "Don't do it, don't do it." And I was one of those people. And you, you want to see people achieve their dreams, and so for the for the person Daniel Jones, I was I was pulling for him like, "Oh man, come on, make us all wrong." But again, year three, and a lot of these problems that he had in college are still here today. And yeah, coaching matters, but at a certain point, you know, it may not be the coaching; it may be the person either not wanting to accept the lessons or not being able to. Um, let's get a defensive conversation in here before we before we end this crossover here. A lot of offense to talk with the Giants, but I think that was to be expected. Uh, for the Washington football team, um, Curtis Samuel, you know, not going to be here. Uh, a new weapon. Antonio Gibson should be fine. Terry McLaurin got going a little bit in the second half of, of, of week one. Nothing in the first half. But the big story, obviously, is going to be that Taylor Heineke is going to be playing uh, this game and starting for the foreseeable future because Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick's injury. Uh, we've already heard from Giants coaches and even even defend even defenders saying that uh, they're really kind of similar type of quarterbacks, and so they don't think the game plan from Fitz uh, to Heineke is going to change all that much. Um, Ron Rivera kind of said the same thing that both quarterbacks kind of do what they need them to do, so the game plan shouldn't change all that much. But is there a dynamic to this game that you think changes a little bit with Heineke versus Fitzpatrick? I'm not sure there is. I mean, Heineke can also. I, I think if anything, he's a little bit more mobile, if I'm not mistaken, mm. than Fitzpatrick. So that's another element that I think the Giants are going to have to look out for. And, you know, Teddy Bridgewater last week, you know, he he showed some mobility, um, was able to, you know, get some plays going with his legs. I mean, mobile quarterbacks, for whatever the reason, have always given the Giants some, some headaches. Um, they've done a better job in recent times, but, you know, mobile quarterbacks, there's just something about them. And it's that extra threat of, okay, they, they could potentially take off and run or extend the play with their legs or what, or what have you. So I think that's something the giants have to be on the lookout for now, you know, Taylor Heineke, quite honestly, um, he's not a bad backup. Mm -hmm. He's a guy who was with Ron Rivera in Carolina and Scott Turner in Carolina. So they know what he can do. Um, this is not a case of, oh my God, we just lost, you know, our start or what do we do? We've got this backup that we never, that we haven't been through the trenches with before. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of gives Washington a little bit of a, an advantage. Um, you know, I, I don't know how Washington's offensive line is. I know when we spoke, uh, a while ago, I think there were still some questions about that. So I think Mm -hmm. that's going to be a key because the Giants defensive front can get that push. Um, they're not quite getting home yet with the pass rush, like we would like to see them do, but they can get a push. They can be disruptive. Um, can they fool Heineke with some of the coverages in the back end? Possibly. I think, you know, certainly it's going to be in the game plan or the intention of defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham to do that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you never want to see the backup quarterback in, but I think in this case, I'm not so sure there's that much of a drop off and you, you know, you've obviously followed them a lot closer than I do, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's that much of a drop off between Fitz and Heineke other than for the experience factor. Yeah. And, and that seems honestly be the ultimate thought uh, closer to the organization as well. So I think everybody's kind of seeing that no matter what level you're seeing the Washington football team from them. Uh, Patricia, final question before I get you out of here, I ask every crossover. I'll ask you again in our next crossover, uh, who's a giants player that maybe isn't as popular as known outside the New York giants circle uh, the Washington football team fans should be aware of entering this game who could have an impact. Mm. Can I give you one on each side of the ball? Yeah, absolutely. All yeah. right. Sterling Shepard, mm-hmm. underrated, 
I mean, he was just a beast against the uh, the Broncos. Um, but you know, he's a guy I think a lot of people might know of. So I'm going to give you Dexter Lawrence okay. on the yeah. defensive side of the ball. Dexter's- I like him just from the evaluation process that coming out of the draft. That's how I know him. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yep. Sexy Dexy's his nickname. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's um, you know, pairing him up with with Leonard Williams. I mean, the two of them again. What in watching the film? What a dynamic duo they're gonna they're gonna be for this defense. Um, I'm really excited. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, Daniel Jones, he can get paid after this year. Well, you know, Dexter Lawrence, remember, he was the 17th overall pick in that draft, that same draft as Daniel. What about paying him? Yeah. I'd be more willing to pay Dexter at this point than I would be Daniel if I had to pick one or the other to do their contracts after, you know, this year being the third year. And, you know, after the season, they'll both be eligible to have their contracts redone. So Dexter would be the guy that I would say is the one you want to keep an eye on. I mean, um, that's a name that I bring up and a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I've heard of him or, or, oh yeah, I forgot about him, you know? So Dexter would be my guy. Absolutely. Great stuff, Pat. Patricia Traina, host of the Locked On New York Giants podcast, free and available everywhere and including YouTube. So make sure you guys head over to YouTube. If you're into that kind of thing, check out Pat in the Locked On Giants podcast, also on Twitter at Patricia underscore Traina. She also asked me questions about your Washington football team. So if you want to hear the questions she had for me and my responses to her ahead of this week two Thursday night matchup, check her out at the Locked On Giants podcast. Of course, she is already on YouTube. Chris and I are going to get spun up on YouTube here soon. Patricia already on YouTube. It's kind of a, a wave phased process here for getting these shows on YouTube, but we will be there as soon uh, as we can. And just like us, we'll be there. Football is also on YouTube. They're on television. They're on podcasts. They're on radio. Why? Because football is back and bet online is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football head there using your mobile device or your computer and receive a 100% welcome bonus that's right double your initial deposit when you sign up just by using the promo code locked on whether it's football basketball boxing your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online your online sportsbook experts is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast they'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 nfl draft check out mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What it do, what it do, Camion here. All right, so I know a lot of fans, a lot of people are with the, I would call it the moral victory, at least we held them to 20, at least this, at least that. Honestly, I don't believe in the moral victory. I believe in getting the W. We didn't. We got the L. But anyway, I just wanted to say my opinion on that. You know, stats are cool, but the only stat that really matters is the one in the W column or the L column. On that note, I think our defense is going to come out hitting hard this game. 
because I know they remember they made uh, Daniel Jones look like an elite quarterback last year. So I'm going to go on and give my prediction for this game. And I think it's going to be good, good prediction. I, I'm going to call it 27 to 14. Holla, let me know what you think. Peace. Wrapping up this final pregame episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast, David Harrison. On Twitter at dharrison82, my co-host Chris Russell at Russellmania621. Off for this for this crossover Thursday episode here of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Thanks, Camion, for the call, for your take, and for some predictions. And that's, that's exactly what we're here for on this Thursday episode, guys. We've got some predictions. We're going to go over X factors. We're going to go over bold predictions, players to watch, and then score predictions. And even though Chris isn't here, guys, he dropped me his information. He dropped me his takes here so that I can share them with you. So we're going to start with X Factor. And for Chris, he thinks the X Factor of this game or key to victory for this game, whatever you want to call it, is that the Washington football team interior pass rush and their blitz has to get to Daniel Jones, has to contain and deny Daniel Jones the room to run against his Washington football team offense. If they, if they can do that against Daniel, keep him in the pocket, keep him you know, where where. They can get to him, maybe cause one of those sack fumbles, the strip fumbles uh, that he's so popular for, and then even have him overthink a couple of routes or overthink some throws, maybe force something where he doesn't want, he shouldn't be forcing it. Maybe take advantage, get an interception or two. That is a key to victory for the Washington football team tonight as they face the New York Giants. For me, guys, my X factor, my key to the Washington football team winning this game is going to be getting Logan Thomas loose against the New York Giants in the middle part of their defense. Noah Fant did a lot of good things against the New York Giants defense in week one. I want to see Scott Turner, Taylor Heineke, the Washington football team offense, replicate a little bit of that, get Logan Thomas going early and often in the middle of that defense. It's only going to make them collapse in. It's going to open up the perimeter run game for guys like Antonio Gibson. It's going to open up things for Terry McLaurin, for De'Ami Brown, for everybody involved. It's only going to make things better if they can start to attack that soft middle of the Giants defense then things will start to go well for that for that Washington football team offense. Moving on to bold predictions. Chris's bold prediction, unfortunately, is that Taylor Heineke gets injured in this game, back-to-back games with a quarterback injury. That would be a rough one, but, I mean, that would be kind of par for the course for this Washington football team, wouldn't it? Kyle Allen obviously would then come in and replace him at quarterback. That's not to say that Chris is hoping that Taylor Heineke gets injured. Basically, he's reading the tea leaves saying this this franchise, for whatever reason, seems to be snake bitten when it comes to quarterback health. And he's worried, he's concerned that Taylor Heineke is going to be the next guy to be to be to fall victim to that. Mentioned it on our Wednesday episode of the Locked On Watch Football Team podcast, as well as a concern for something that we look forward uh with Taylor Heineke. Obviously, we hope that that does that doesn't happen. My bold prediction is that De'Ami Brown, rookie wide receiver, we saw that the Washington football team offense was trying to get him involved. He had four targets go towards De'Ami Brown. He only came away with one catch. I think they continue to try to get him involved in this offense, in this game. And I think De'Ami Brown comes away in this game with two touchdown catches. That's my bold predictions. Players to watch. Chris wants you guys to watch linebacker Cole Holcomb. Led the team in tackles in week one. So he likes what he sees out of Cole. Wants to see more of that. Me. I'm going to kind of cheat a little bit, and Chris isn't here to stop me. I'm going William Jackson the third and Kendall Fuller, the cornerbacks here, because I think that the New York Giants are going to try to get the ball more to guys like Sterling Shepard, like Slayton, like Kenny Galladay, those guys. And in order for this Washington football team defense to continue getting home on the pass rusher to, to contain Daniel Jones the way that Chris needs them to, to get some of those sacks and stuff, they need that secondary to give them time 
to get to the quarterback. So the cornerbacks specifically are going to be a big part of that. And Daniel Jones is known for making dangerous throws from time to time. Want to see one of these guys or both of them even come away with interceptions and opportune moments. And that'll move us guys into our score prediction. Chris is predicting a Washington football team win 21 to 17 over the New York Giants. I too am predicting a Washington football team win. I am predicting 24 to 14. So Chris has them winning by four. I've got them winning by 10. Either way, they cover the three and a half point spread as we record right now over at betonline.ag. If you're the gambling type, use that information as you will. If you don't want to trust just what we have to say, check out the Locked on Bets podcast because betting doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. If you guys have questions or topics you want to discuss, takes following this week two gaming as newer Giants, send those into us at lockedwftpod at gmail.com or call in. Be part of the show by dialing 301-615-3577. Guys, we had a voice memo, a voice recording sent to us from Australia for the Locked On Bucks podcast. I want to hear somebody from England. I want to hear somebody from Australia. If you're a Washington football team fan, you're not from America, or you're just shy, or you want to take the time and record your thoughts instead of being on the voicemail clock, by all means, record that voicemail memo. Send it to us at LockedWFTPod at gmail.com. It works the same as a voicemail. We'll play it all the same. Thank you for joining me here at the Locked On Watch Football Team podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed hearing from Patricia Trena from the Locked On Giants podcast. I've been David Harrison. Read everything I'm writing about your Washington football team at SI dot com slash nfl slash washington football chris and i will be back after the game we appreciate you dropping by spending part of your day with us here enjoy week two thursday night football we will talk to you soon and we remain free and available on all platforms here at the locked on washington football team podcast Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.